Right at the Fork is proud to present this episode of the Joy of Drinking podcast. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the Joy of Drinking podcast. My name is Joy Church, and I am your host. And I'm so excited to be with you in October. Thank you so much for checking us out every month. And I am here with Emily Darchuk. And if you haven't met Emily yet, you must. Uh, she is the founder of this really incredible spirit called Wayward Spirit. And that's W-H-E-Y, Wayward Spirit. This is a really unique product. So excited about it. I think, uh, Emily, I met you probably two years ago at a brunch festival. And at that time, the bottles were empty. You had the logo. You had the great Highland cow on the on the front of the great image that you're using now but at that time the product wasn't ready to be released so i'm so excited for you and i want to hear all about your journey so listeners we want to thank right at the fork of course uh to be our sponsor consistently now for what almost a year i think so we're thrilled to continue to work with chris and court over there at right at the fork so make sure when you're thinking about food to give them a listen and of course the joy of drinking focuses on everything from tap water to tequila so emily thank you so much for joining us today thanks so much joy it's a pleasure to be here with you and your listeners this is so exciting so can you tell us first of all just to get into it for listeners who are ready for a new beverage can you tell us what it is how to drink it and where to get it (laughs) absolutely um so you know wayward spirit really is a first of its kind um type of spirit we're classified as a specialty spirit and um you know even with our name there's a double meaning like we're wayward spirit because we're really proud to be a way-based spirit we think it makes a superior tasting spirit um but also that wayward mentality to just do things differently for the right reasons to buck the status quo um you know have a spirit clear spirit with the audacity to have flavor that you can enjoy um, straighter with cocktails, but also that mission that we have at the core of our business to um, make a sustainable difference through our sourcing. Um, so it's a lot of things woven into that um, that creates our brand and our purpose. But at the, the crux of it, we're an 80 proof um, spirit. Um, we're used as a base spirit. Um, and the big difference between us and your standard of vodka, gin, or rum, which we think we take all the best elements of, is the fact we create all of our flavor naturally and really intentionally with our handcrafted fermentation. And then we're making our cuts at a lower proof and we're doing it really strategically to be able to concentrate and refine that flavor. So you're getting something you know, with slight oaky hints of vanilla cream, you're getting something with a little bit of a um, warm spice note to it. You're getting these like nice champagne, um, subtle pear aromas on it. Um, But what really makes our spirit stand apart is that velvety smooth finish. So that's kind of how we're sippable and that, you know, vanilla oaky background, backbone is what helps us, you know, plug and play in so many cocktails this to really make bespoke drinks from um but also something that has a flavor enough that you can sip it on the rocks and enjoy it like you do a tequila that sounds delicious 
So Emily, I'm so intrigued that you mentioned the pear aromas, the vanilla, the oakiness. That sounds absolutely delicious. And I'm sure it doesn't slap you in the face with those kinds of things. So I bet you get you get asked sometimes, so how do I compare it? People want to compare things, right? So is it a vodka? Is it closest to gin? Is it close to tequila? So what's your answer there? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And and this is part of where I think what we're doing and, and me as an outsider into this category. I mean, I, I've developed beverages all my life, but, you know, coming into the spirit category, it's trying to demystify it. Right. Um, what is it? Well, we're good. <laughs> Let's start with that. And um, with those notes, I find people. And we had the opportunity to do a lot of focus groups and do taste tests to really unpack this. And if your gateway, your favorite drink is a tequila, I find people find those notes that remind them of that because everyone pretty much fundamentally likes it. They're going to anchor to what they're used to and they're going to anchor to what they value sipping. So um, we had someone describe it as like sake and vodka having a baby because it was have those nice, delicate little creamy notes. And, and that's great. Um, and that a lot of women, their gateway spirit, we're really finding and it's based on timing is um, tequila. So we actually hear that sometime that there's a little bit of that Blanco thing because that's where they feel comfortable sipping and have gotten their anchor to really being able to articulate the flavors and spirits. Um, some people are just like, wow, this is the best tasting vodka ever. And we're like, yeah, because it has flavor. But, um, you know, if you're there and, you know, it works magically well in a lot of drinks where you would do gin, you're never going to think it's a gin, but it kind of it works together with a lot of those bitter notes that work in a lot of gin type drinks. So, one of our favorite ways to say to try it is obviously you sip it straight and do it on the rocks with a twist of lemon. That little bit of um, watering down that comes on the ice really helps those flavors blossom. But we have on our um, neck tag that comes with every bottle is the wayward martini, right? And we think that's the best cocktail. It, it shows itself. It shows what happens when you're not covering a, a good quality spirit with a lot of sugar. But we're also showing how we skirt the difference between a traditional vodka and a traditional gin in an interesting way to make a classic cocktail elevate it and giving your bespoke twist and, and really showcasing casing that flavor and smoothness in, in a really pure way. That sounds divine. I am a martini drinker. Give me a vodka martini or a gin martini. I'm happy. I'm happy. So a wayward martini is what I'm going to need to to begin drinking now. And so that leads me to, so can consumers at this point, how do they access wayward spirit? Yeah, Um, we're really proud that we have a um, a e-commerce a partner that um, is enabling us to be able to ship our product to 31 states. Um, and that was a big COVID pivot. And, you know, we were focused a lot with on-premise and, and building that network. And we love mixologists. We love bartenders. We love restaurateurs because we feel like they're creative kindred spirits in that way. And um, we're trying to do what we can to support them through this difficult time. Um, but, you know, with on-premise having such an impact, you know, they're fighting for survival too. You know, we had to find another platform and it, it's been actually amazing 
what's happened is, you know, now we're able to reach all those people who have heard about us and read us in the news. And, and it's, it's, we've had bottles go all over the country and everyone's equally excited because it's about the value of the product and the, the purpose behind what we're doing, not just like a hyper local thing. And it's cool to be able to kind of export, you know, something that's very much a, a, a Portland kind of concept, you know, both on that quality and that ingenuity um, across the country and, um, and doing that, you know, in the time of COVID the best way we can being really small. Wow. Well, it doesn't sound, I mean, being able to ship to have enough product to ship to 31 states is incredibly impressive. How did that come about? Yeah, so we, we just went to market in September, um, which is a huge <laughs> milestone. As you said, you've been following me over a couple years, and it's been very much an entrepreneurial passion story. We've had accelerators and, and really just getting it out there and getting it in front of people and just getting our business in tip-top shape. There's not a ton of women in the industry, and there's not a ton of entrepreneurial or women and we've we've you know built a strong herd of supporters behind us and it's great to you know as you said reconnect and it's like I remember seeing you you know years ago and that so um that that platform's great people can simply go to the website and order a bottle but what we're finding is most people are ordering two at a time or even a case because they're like they have a friend who's really into cocktails or they have a friend who cares about sustainability or a friend who's really into cheese. And it's like, especially this time of year, like it's a, it's a really unique gift to be able to give someone, you know, they don't have it before. And it's a way to connect in a way that, you know, they're going to be able to enjoy the experience, but it also aligns with something within their value propositions in some way. So it's cool to kind of see how people are connecting on, both our product, but the, the bigger mission and the bigger story behind that and how that resonates across the country. That is, yeah, very good ideas. You know, we are approaching holidays, everybody. So if you're needing gifts, I bet that your cocktail friends do not have Wayward Spirit <laughs> on their bar yet. Uh, those lucky few that have realized that they should have it may have it, but even if they do, they probably want another bottle anyway. <laughs> and so Emily, actually, you know, it's suddenly just become like winter time here in Portland just over the last couple of days. And I was wondering, have you had an opportunity to test out any any warm beverages with Wayward? Yeah, so we did some cocktail development um, work this summer um, with an amazing bartender, um, Jesse Matthews, um, and she has a, we, we did a bunch of seasonal things out, so we definitely have a way toddy coming out um, that's really divine. We have like a legit milk punch um, from the start that I think is a beautiful drink. Um, and, um, obviously like all those seasonal cocktails, it works, it works really nicely for, but I, I think, you know, all the, all the Christmas parties that might not be in full swing this year and all, you know, going out to a lot of nice restaurants, it's going to be different and it's going to be more subdued. And, and this is that way to kind of bring that element at home and, and make it easy and, you know, do a twist on what your traditional drink is. Yeah, this seems like a really, you know, great time to have a, a unique celebration beverage. If you're at home you're by yourself or or with your bubble of your COVID friends and family, you know, that sounds really fun to have something really unique. 
totally. And one other thing, we had um, one of our herd members, um, we're seeing celebrations change and they're getting a lot more intimate. And I think with that, you can kind of make it more special. So one of our herd members got married earlier this month, um, Kim, and we're, we were thrilled for her. And, you know, she wanted that as part of her bar and that signature drink. So we put some together and we did some riffs on, uh, you know, a French 75. We're, we're adding that to it. So I think there's those kind of celebratory cocktails and, you know, we were able to drop, you know, the traditional sweetness that you would put in with it. Um, that's one element we did to adjust that recipe. And then I think also wayward within it gives this almost beautiful honey note to it. So, um, you know, it's just rethinking all those celebration cocktails and then you can kind of feel extra good about it. And then it was great to be a part of her event. And I think there'll be a lot of those things coming up and, you know, you, you have your drink to celebrate, but it's one extra element of it to be able to, you know, connect to where your food came from and, and share a story with someone. And, and um, you know, even though you're not all together, be able to do, you know, your Zoom cocktail things. You have something to talk about and it's something different. Right. And I am so intrigued by the hot toddy idea with Wayward Spirit. That sounds delicious. And I'm wondering how it would go with eggnog. You know, I, I look forward to it all year. Otherwise, you know, I don't want to touch it. But now <laughs> that we're getting into winter weather and, of course, thinking already about holidays, like, well, it's time to get some eggnog. And I'm wondering, have you tried it with eggnog yet? I haven't, I haven't made an eggnog recipe yet. I'm sure it would be delicious um, yeah. with it. I think it would round it out um, really nicely. And I, I think it's something I'm going to try next. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited about it. <laughs> that, that being said, like, we love our creative, you know, first mover supporters that are now just getting the bottles. So as you guys explore... Um, and you do your drinks, send us photos, send us recipes. Like we, we love, we love kind of seeing what comes from it. And we're happy to kind of like help store it in that, but we're really like, Hey, we're just giving you a great foundation to go off of. Like what gets you excited? Like how can we amplify that? That is, I think it sounds delicious. I'm so excited about it. And so some of the things you kind of talked to you about were this herd piece, which I love because, you know, it's Highland cows, right, that are producing the what ends up being the way, right? And so can you talk a little bit about how consumers can access you, find out how to become part of the herd? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So our um, mascot is magnificent. She's on the front of every bottle and, um, you know, she's not necessarily the producer of our way all the time, but she definitely has the wayward spirit. We like to say she has long hair. She don't care. You know, she has stories to tell from her journey. And if you're going to get a drink with a cow, it'll probably be her. She's kind of, she's kind of a, a, a badass, if I can say that it's on this podcast um, <laughs> and that. So we, we love her. She gives a lot of that drama and, you know, we're, we're a spirit, you know, with substance and soul, you know what I mean? That kind of goes that next level. And I, I think, you know, that dramatic element of her helps bring that to the forefront. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the time when I had um, nothing but my idea and a, a lot of conviction and passion, you know, the way people were able to help support is joining that herd. And we've had, you know, herd members like yourself following us for years and now are 
engaging in a different way. And we have, um, you know, a lot of them from across the country that really believe in what we're doing and our mission to kind of help transform both the spirit and the dairy industry for the better. And they're also the ones that didn't see a spirit on the market that really talked to what they wanted either in flavor or in versatility or from like bringing the natural food ethos that sustainable sourcing into it front and center and helping, you know, create that change that they want to see in that category. So um, we say go on our website, join our herd. We're, we're just getting kind of ramped up a lot with our engagement, but like, you know, herd members are super important and I'm happy to jam on cocktails and hear what you guys are doing and, and make sure you're having a good experience with it because that's important to me. Absolutely. And so you've talked a little bit about, you know, being fundamentally different. And so I think for listeners who maybe don't know much about way, W-H-E-Y, way, can you talk a little bit about it? And, you know, what is way just in brief for those who maybe just aren't familiar? Yeah, so way you know, we, we like to start simply with Little Miss Muffet. <laughs> um, you know, you have your curds and whey. Um, so, and where the pain point comes in is if you're a cheesemaker for every 10 pounds of milk you bring in the door, you can only make one pound of cheese. You're left with nine pounds of whey. Everyone thinks about whey as being whey protein. Well, it's actually less than 1% protein that's left over and that, but there's a lot of other elements to it. There's nutrients, there's naturally occurring sugars and all these things that work with it that don't have a home and the reason my aha was like the only reason it doesn't have a home it's not because it's not really nutritious it's not because it's not um, high quality it's just because there's not a market outlet for it and and the easiest thing has been to just manage disposal and that's a shame we're wasting so much of something that should be captured and we're focusing on wastewater treatment and we're focusing on creating food in other areas to do spirits but if you look at the history of alcohol a lot of it stems from you know using all parts of your food a lot of that stems from you know preservation a lot of that stems from you know having a unique handcrafted process and like having something flavorful that you then treasure and you enjoy and it's part of that harvest you know that full circle of that harvest so in in a lot of ways what we're doing is really innovative and it's really disruptive but the fact is we're focusing on a good tasting spirit and we're focusing on not wasting anything and in some ways our innovation is a throwback to I think um, principles that we should be bringing into a lot of elements with it um, so we take this way and we um, have this process to ferment it and create these lovely flavors with it. Um, my background was as a product developer and by the time I'm, you know, changing what I'm making a spirit out of, let's just take a design thinking approach and do it in a way that consumers are going to really appreciate the on the back end of it. So we're focusing on creating our flavor naturally through fermentation and then retaining that through our distillation, not stripping it out. Um, and adding something back in on the back end with it. So um, we like to say our way base and, you know, how we're processing it and all of that thought that goes into it is really kind of what gives you that finished package um, that's both typical and versatile. And for listeners who've ever tried to make ricotta, as an example, (laughs) right? Then you're like, oh, so you squeeze out in a cheesecloth and then you have this stuff at the bottom. And it's very tempting, right, to just... Uh, I guess I'm supposed to, it's trash. I'm supposed to dump it, 
right? Well, here you are. So if you're thinking about on a mass scale making ricotta, what Emily's talking about is like, well, if you make a pound of that, you've got nine pounds of extra that gets thrown out, disposed of, right? So this is a great sustainability piece about, okay, Emily's company is doing things differently and using that, I, do we even call it really byproduct? It shouldn't be. It's just another product to use. Totally. We, we call it excess way. There's a big upcycling movement happening right now. We're, we're definitely front and center of, of that momentum. I saw Whole Foods just came out with their top trends for uh, 2021 and upcycling is one of the biggest ones. Um, and I think, you know, as people start thinking about, you know, the impacts of supply chain that we've seen over the past year and the impacts of climate and the impacts on the economy. It's like, I think it's like actually wise to, you know, be like, what can I do with this? And if you take that step back to appreciate the things you have in your life, you're like, actually, I can make something beautiful out of this. And that that's pretty cool. That's that's get, what gets me stoked. I think that's great. And, you know, so years ago now for our listeners that maybe know me, I had this um, committee called Trash to Table. And so this is one of those things, the same thing, like, wait a minute, if you're making something and you're thinking, well, I need to throw this out. No, 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 no. What can you do next? And that's, that's the next evolution, I think, for all consumers of food and beverage, which is all of us, right? So this is a great way to support that effort, right? And get out that message you know, so if you're supporting wayward spirit, I think that changes helps to change that conversation around the world about, hey, okay, we want to have sustainability in our in our everyday lives, in our cupboards, in our in our, in our bar at our bars, um, you know, in the fridge, that sort of thing. So I, I think this is a really important movement that you're undertaking here. Thanks, I love it, and it's one of those things. It opens that door. It's like. We um, worked with a great bartender, Raven Love, out of Detroit, and they have a big, you know, essentially like you were working on, like waste the make food not waste event. Um, and with that, we were we made a waste not sour. So after you're done the martini, you have your twist of lemon. You take that lemon juice that's left, aquafaba, which you typically hear in vegan cocktails. Actually, we're using that for egg foam. We have our simple syrup, and we have our wayward spirit. I think it's better than a whiskey sour. It's 100% waste-free, um, and it's a great way to start that conversation. There's also lovely things like oleos and things you can do. You can make um, tinctures and bitters, um, and, you know, you'll, I always end up with too much of a harvest, you know, at summer, like your herbs and your fruit, and one thing you can do with it is make really nice, fresh, simple syrups with it, and it's actually like alcohol is a great avenue to have that and prevent food waste and transform that into something else that um is actually it's actually better than something you just buy off the shelf on its own i think that i mean i am a i completely am a follower and believer of everything that you're saying emily and so for listeners who are thinking about purchasing the product i wonder if they might think about the mouthfeel a wayward spirit you know is there anything that they should expect you know again if they're typically vodka gin tequila drinkers what is the what do you say about that 
Yeah, no, there's a complexity that comes with our spirit that I think aren't always in those other spirits. So it definitely is a little bit, and it's it's crystal clear, it's 80 proof, um, so it's very much kind of plug and play from a usage level to those, but what you're going to end up is on the palate, it has this nice mouthfeel, it has a little bit of that creaminess, and those little hints of that flavor that comes with it, again, kind of builds to that. So you're having a, um, you're having a multi-dimension, uh, you know, experience with it. Sometimes if some, some vodkas, and there's beautiful vodkas, there's beautiful gins, don't get me wrong, like I'm a, a spirit nerd, and there's a lot of them, but sometimes those things can end up one dimensional at you. Um, and that, and with this, you know, there's a, a nice creaminess with that mouthfeel, there's that smoothness with it, and those just hints of flavors work together. Um, that it's, I think that's one of those things that helps hold its own in cocktails and also, you know, in a martini, it's like, oh, this is creamy. And though it's just, you know, vermouth and, um, and alcohol with it. Um, so I think I think that's definitely an area that's unique and, and people get it once they try it. Right. And listeners, if you're looking at the Wayward Spirit Instagram or website, you'll see it. It's totally clear. You know, there isn't some uh, residual or something in the bottom or anything like that. It's completely clear. So I am excited to taste it and, you know, get that kind of creaminess. All of those words you're using to describe sound fantastic. And just, you know, a little uniqueness to your standard martini, let's say, or your hot toddy. You know, something very interesting. And again, you know, it's about the sustainability piece that I think is such an enormous movement. And we're going to continue to see that down the road, we hope. So, you know, this is a great thing for, for those of you who are interested in drinks, supporting local and sustainability. This is key. So, Emily, so since you are getting way from a variety of Highland cows... <laughs> do people then should they anticipate or the same cows over different periods of time does it do a flavor change at all with production yeah so we, we we've done a lot of work to make that consistent and we work um we plug in at, at the cheese making level right so we work with those partners that um you know, uh, create that that great product, and we've done a lot of work to really dial that in and actually understand how to make that product and and get those flavors consistent. And that I think anytime you have, you know, your grain to glass type spirit or your farm to glass, like we like to call ourselves, type spirit that's handcrafted that is rooted in an agricultural base, like. There might be a little shift from batch to batch, but that's part of that magic and that's part of that transition. But those elements that you're getting from a flavor perspective and obviously from that smoothness perspective and that mouthfeel perspective of wayward spirit is very consistent. And those were, you know, we wanted to make sure that's super consistent and then, you know, kind of seeing things as it shifts throughout the year and little nuances like that and how the spirit actually evolves you know, in the bottle over time, those are, I think, part of that magic that comes from not just having mass produced, you know, flavor on top of product that can hide a lot of that. Like we're, we're, we're really, we're real. <laughs> yes. I think that's such a good point. And, 
You know, something that I, I think sometimes we forget when you order something and it's not exactly the same every time, instead of thinking of that, that as a negative, well, that's a, that's a fresh product. It is natural. It is different. It's sort of like if you go out and you pick your own produce, like strawberries or something. Well, yeah, you might have, you know, oh, there was a worm that got in my apple. Yes, because it's a it's a living product, right? This is that's a great thing that these are this, you know, it's not mass produced, uh, engineered, genetically modified foods. These are real products. So sometimes there are, you know, variances in it a little bit. And that's a plus, I think. I, I mean, I like that. You know, I don't expect that any local gins that I get are exactly the same every time because the rosemary, the, the juniper, the things that they're putting into it, yeah, they evolve seasonally. So I expect that I, there might be a little flavor change. And if there weren't, that would be odd to me. You know, it's like buying coffee beans. When you're buying fresh coffee beans, Let's say that you buy Sumatran every time. Well, it's still going to change year over year, season over season, because your, your the terroir is changing. Maybe there'd been a fire or a drought or whatever was going on. So you're you're tasting those in your in your cup, and I think that's a real positive and something that maybe some consumers are still not used to. Yeah. But you know, this isn't you know Heinz ketchup where it's exactly the same every time. It's not meant to be this like big corporate thing, right? It's a very local, sustainable, woman-owned entrepreneurial company. So you want to have that little variation, which, of course, makes you want to keep coming back and buying more and more and more, right? Yeah, totally. Well, we, we right now, um, we have batch one for sale, and that is kind of coming up on its um you know, being sold out and batch two, we're, we're getting ready to produce um, next coming week. And we've had people, especially people that love wine and like, you know, really focus on the vintages. They're, they're starting to create their own little time capsule of our product throughout the way too, because they kind of see it as special and seeing how that evolves. But, you know, I, I can guarantee you those principles of wayward spirit bash to bash kind of come along but the you know it's i think that's a real uh testament you know to those people that taste it and take the time to appreciate and savor that flavor that they they if when they can pick out the difference because that means you're you're fully present um and that and going to that level with an engaging level with that i mean that's to me if people are doing that that's a blessing i i Completely agree with you. And Emily, I wanted to touch a little bit on your background. I think it's so intriguing. So you are a food scientist and you worked within the dairy industry. Is that right? I worked a lot in the natural food industry and um, with that a lot in the dairy industry as well. Um, So worked, you know, um, worked with um, this company called White Wave. Dan and now owns them. Um, and where there I worked on um, all organic dairy products and also on um, all tons of plant-based products and um, worked at Coca-Cola at their Global Juice Center on all their natural health beverages and everything non-GMO and that subsector of that company and a couple other places with that. So, you know, it's been exciting for me as a food scientist. Um, I always... I worked in product development. I always saw my role as translating consumer needs into tangible products with science. And it's always been 
um, exciting for me, you know, as someone who cared about where their food comes from, to be able to develop products for that consumer, you know, that I, I feel uh, a linkage to and that. So had the opportunity to work a ton in the dairy industry and across a lot of different platforms. And, you know, that's where I really saw a big market gap on, you know, people care in all these other categories. Why aren't those same principles and spirits? And I, I know I can make alcohol out of it, but how can I, how, how can I elevate that conversation? You know what I mean? Um, and, and just bring that in to add value for those customers that care because there's a lot of them and you, we like to drink. <laughs> <laughs> and so you talked about the market gap, some of the reasons, some of the reasons for doing this, but in the practical pieces for you. So you're doing food science and then how, how did you get here to having yeah. a spirits company? Yeah, um, big big gap is I saw a lot of innovations shifting out of those big companies. There's a ton of entrepreneurs and um, entrepreneurial pursuits, and in, in, in especially in food and beverage where I come from, and made a personal investment in myself to get my MBA. I always kind of saw that big circle of that, and, and it made me realize, hey, you can create the change that I want to you know, through the products I developed within a company, but actually I can do that and so much more and use both sides of my brain and have my full voice and be fully present if I try to make a difference through entrepreneurship and business building on my background, right? And using that as a strength to then grow personally and, and change that conversation and push the boundaries. And that's kind of what we did with Wayward Spirit is opportunity to create both the type of product and the type of company I've always dreamt of working on and for. Wow, I am so impressed. This is really great. And so we're kind of running low on time here. So listeners, thank you so much for sticking with us. I think this has been a really interesting conversation. And I did want to touch on, so you have received some great press. So Emily, I was hoping you could share with listeners a little bit about where they can access those online articles. Tell us a little bit about that, please. Yeah, so, you know, as we're speaking right now, we are featured in the New York Times in their front burner section. We were both on digital and we were um, in print across the country, which is a dream come true because they really vet the products before it's even featured in that way. So um, to have them, you know, reach out and respond so favorably to the product when they tried it um, has been exciting and that. So, um, that's there. We're also, we've gotten a lot of accelerators that have been supportive of our impact. And, um, we have a couple of awards we'll be excited to be able to talk about and announce at the end of the year. So, I mean, following us on social is the best way to engage, um, you know, sending a message via, um, the website and joining the herd, you know, as we're ramping up newsletters and, and that we're really, we're really trying to put all that together to be able to engage in a lot of different ways. So, here with us and support us and follow us. And if we can, um, you know, be supportive in your journey, um, as you guys are supportive of us and ours, just let us know and reach out. And it sounds like listeners that are interested in, you know, doing some cocktail development at home, Emily would love to hear what you come up with with Wayward Spirit, <laughs> right? Because, hey, that's a, a fun thing to do on a, on a weekend or a cold winter night to, hey, let's, you know, test out some cocktails with Wayward Spirit. <laughs> totally. Start with your favorite. 
start plugging and playing one-to-one, and then you'll probably realize, hey, I can drop the sweetness a little bit, or I can do this, and I'd say start with what you know you love and go from there, and, like, we're we're creative kindred spirits, so let, let's jam together. <laughs> this is great. So thank you, Emily, for being here. Are there any last things, parting words that you want to make sure that that listeners know about you? Um, no, I just, I really appreciate it. Um, visit the website. That's where our, our product is and our information. And you're going to see some exciting things to come. So I appreciate the opportunity to connect um, with your listeners because they're just as passionate as I am about this space. So thank you so much, Joyce. It's been a joy. <laughs> thank you, Emily. This has been great. So listeners, as always, uh, we want your feedback. So please reach out at Right at the Fork and the Joy of Drinking podcast. You can always email me too at jcplayswithfood at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. And as with all podcasts, likes are important, follows are important, those sorts of things. So so please keep us, us in mind and share it with your friends. And, you know, we've been talking about wayward spirits. So order a case, order a bottle. <laughs> I get in there and do that. So listeners, we'll be back with you in november but thank you for being with us the joy of drinking podcast is produced by joy church executive produced by chris angeles and court johnson in association with right at the fork 